Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> to Cat or the audience. Both. Yeah, we have there a special guest with us today. I guess we're just going to get into it. Here we are. We're trying not to start our we're podcast just... with saying, all right. Can someone just tell us how to start? I'm happy if it's a consistent start. I, mean, I don't care. Great. Can someone write yeah, a like Oh my goodness. Can we, yeah, let's just have a song that plays, that fades out, and then we just say hello and get on with it. That would be so much An better. An intro soundtrack. An intro soundtrack. Yeah, cool. Kat, you're in charge. All right, I gotcha. <laughs> well, we actually do have a special guest today. Her name is Kat Gallucci. Hello, hello. So, Kat. So, if you guys don't know who Kat is, um, we actually did cheerleading. <laughs> And she's dying over here. Um, so we did cheerleading with Kat. Um, we'll bet for a little bit longer than Yeah, we I did have. worlds together, hey? Yeah, we did ages. In the same side group? Yeah. Two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, well, a little bit of a Sorry. And then, you know, M came in a little later. Okay. <laughs> right, right. We Exclusive <laughs> vibes, but that's fine. Um, so Kat has been doing cheerleading for how long? 21, 22 years Whoa. this year. Whoa. Since I was six. I don't know. Not even yeah, like since that. I was six. It's changed a lot. Wait, how old are you? 25. Wow. Then how have you been doing it for 22 years if you because the started year, when you Because the year you start. Right, like seasons. Yeah, seasons. Math. Okay. Wow. And I was going to say, season, you're not 30. Like. Absolutely not. No, this season coming up. So it's like the year and the year. Still, okay. that's crazy. That's exciting. Yeah, it's a bit wild. It's a bit ridiculous. It's a bit wild. It's a bit ridiculous. But well, here we are. Here she is, world champion. Had to wait 20 years to become world champion. Yeah, <laughs> but we made it. We got there it. There we go. Um, so Kat's been doing cheer for 22 years, world champion. She also is a homeowner. She has two businesses, so Kate's yeah. Pilates, Frankston and Mornington. Cheerleading coach, all-round boss bitch vibes, I would say. There's a lot going on there's there, a I lot will going say. On. A lot to unpack. She's an absolute weapon. Like, if there's anyone that I would say is a queen or mm. boss bitch, it would be Kat. Um, so Kat, did you want to give us like a little intro into your businesses, I guess, how they came about? Um, yeah. Yeah, so they're obviously both Pilates studios. They're from the same franchise, which is KX Pilates, which now has, I think, saying close to 100 um, oh. studios across Australia. The first one we did was Mornington, so that was an existing studio, and we took that one over in 2018. And then Frankston, we opened from scratch in 2019. So they've got reformers, they're that style of Pilates. Um, we run like 55 classes a week at both studios, so it's pretty full on, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> and how did that like come about? Like, what was the, what was the interest? I guess in Pilates, had you done yeah. it prior? Yeah. To so doing? I'd been doing Pilates for a while, based off the back of a cheat injury, of course, mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> as a kind of rehab thing. And then I was finishing my exercise sports science degree and was looking at what to do with the future. Wanted to still cheer and coach, but also wanted to work in kind of elite athlete rehab management. So it would mean that any sports teams I was working with would be training and competing at the same time as I was. So I kind of couldn't mm -hmm. go there unless I wanted to give up cheer, which I wasn't ready to do yet. My parents looking into franchising just for themselves. They've both been in the corporate world for ages and we just wanted to do franchise kind of just because why not. Um, looked at a number, came across KX, which we were already clients of, so we knew the brand, um, knew its values, how it all worked. I'd also done a PT course, so I kind of had that background knowledge as well as a sports science. And my parents kind of approached me and were like, is this something you'd like to do and run and kind of essentially own for us? And so mm. that's how I ended up here. That's so cool. Very cool. Yeah. Right. And so in terms of like, I guess, building that business, did you have to save quite a bit of money or is this something that you budgeted in or? Um, kind of a little bit of both. It's essentially was, well, we're supposed to be a family business. 
because at the time both my siblings were going to work in it and all those sort of things their lives completely changed my sister's a kids party entertainer my brother's doing biomed <laughs> so, so we're very very <laughs> straight a little bit to the pilates course yeah. um but yeah it's basically something we could kind of all work and operate in um so it was kind of a little bit planned in the sense that franchising was planned but not specifically for akx franchise yes Right, if that makes sense. So you were ready for something, you just didn't know yeah, what that was going to be. Yeah, didn't know what it was going to be. Cool. Um, so yeah, trying to work out what that was going to be. So it was planned that something was going to mm. be happening, but not sure specifically. I like that. Yeah. I like what. that. Like you have a goal, but you don't necessarily need to know the exact, yeah, you know. Otherwise I feel like that oh, closes off I a lot of opportunities. absolutely nothing. Going Full disclosure going into it, knew nothing about business, nothing about how to run a team, like knew nothing about what I was doing. Learn on the job. Learn kind of as you go and all those sorts of things. Because at the end of the day, there's no set thing on how to run a business yep. or how to be a player director or for any job, really. It's a lot of kind of learning as you go. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of like I'm ready for something. I'm ready for some responsibility and I want to do something that impacts other people. What better way to do that than start mm. your own business, right? I know. <laughs> that kind of like came into one of the questions I wanted to ask you about, like, you know, what did you need before you could do that? But knowing that you know you can go into something and learn as you're doing it it's so cool and i think so many people could well just like use that to yeah, exactly. say, the passion and the drive for anything is what's gonna help you so obviously i love exercise have mm-hmm. exercised my whole life like when i was a kid parents put us in every single sport you can imagine um so obviously always about fitness always about exercise so that was kind of a really easy tick wanting to work in that a uh, big thing for me has always been about inspiring people that's kind of something that i mm-hmm. like want to do and people look at it and go oh she did it so I can do it those sorts of things um so something like a business where I can impact other people's lives even you know in a small 50 minute session of exercise you know doesn't mean anything crazy you're not changing the whole world but impacting and inspiring someone to be better that day Mm. so it's kind of your drive and passion for doing something and then that transfers into whatever business job life you go for rather than finding the thing and then trying to love it yeah that's so cool. good point and you spoke about i guess not knowing much when you went into it what has been like the thing that you least expected to work but i guess was mm. the most successful part of your journey with this business obviously you have two so like opening the second one was that something that you expected to do was that as successful as you thought it'd be or? yeah so the second one kind of came along because we took over the first one so the first one's already existing studio the studio owner there had just had enough was in love with it anymore so therefore the studio wasn't doing too well mm-hmm. um so we took it over and were quite successful um it's very funny because i say people like what did you change what did you do i was like i was just me came in with a different attitude mm. different perspective mm-hmm. just changed it up um and then when the first one was doing well obviously it's a franchise so you get support there from people in head office and stuff um, but yeah, when it was doing well, they were like, do you want to open a second one in a similar area? So we kind of went Frankston and mm-hmm. yeah, that's how we kind of ended up there. I think working and operating, managing a team was a thing that I thought would be most scariest, but actually ended up being the most fun. Mm-hmm. So I was worried about hiring people and making sure they were the right fit and all those sorts of things. But the team I have is mm-hmm. insane and amazing. And it's so lucky makes it all so much easier by that was something I was really nervous about also obviously being younger than the majority of people That's that I true, was yeah. hiring yes um, did you find there was like a 
either like a barrier with respect in terms of like maybe if you were high in, I don't know just K it's high male yes yeah. right yeah yeah did you have any issues even with like I guess people who are had greater authority to you or even didn't have greater authority to you did you find that they at any times were a bit patronizing or I think I was more nervous than probably they like gave me back like I was more scared about how they were going to perceive me than they actually were I had one trainer that had an issue with it but she moved on wasn't the right fit for our culture mm. anyway i still have three girls from the initial morning studio that i took over that still work with me everyone else that has left has left for reasons like moving to byron or going to study or doing <laughs> like never anything you know what we burn <laughs> <up>. yeah, <laughs> honestly um but yeah i think it was hard in terms of when i would go to owner meetings because i was younger by kind of eight to ten years it's mm. getting better now across the states victoria is the biggest state so there's lots of older owners um, who just have been around for longer than me and that was daunting you know coming in being like what's this 21 year old as well female yeah kind of what does she know what's she doing here um over time you know when the studio's results started happening and kind of the success started speaking for itself it was like oh okay she does know what she's doing and stuff but that was definitely one of the hard things um starting it out being that bit younger because you know some of my trainers have kids that are my age so yeah, I have trainers yeah. that are 19 a... to their mid 50s so yeah. it was kind of a massive ballpark um but no everyone was really good from a respect point of view but I feel like you're hiring people who are genuine and aren't the kind of people who would have an issue with that anyway hey? exactly well, and you're it's not gonna the hire kind of environment that you're yeah, not going to expect yeah. the owner to be lots older because no. of you know on your feet working all that kind of environment you just kind of can't do that yeah like and it's, it's like an up-and-coming brand as well yeah I feel like they're mm. Even modernizing it a bit more, I feel like Kate's has really come into its own in yeah. the last couple of years. Whereas like before, it was kind of like an old. I would have, I would have personally classed Pilates four years ago as something that elderly yeah. people did. Well, as it didn't used to be as trendy it, as now. It wasn't fitness thing either. You know, it was physio and rehab. it was yeah. rehab and yeah. it was those sort of things. And then it kind of went, okay, we have this really cool apparatus like the reformer that we can do all these things on why are we not making it harder mm-hmm. there's actually a lot of footy clubs clubs and stuff that went there first right. and so most footy yeah. clubs have like pilates studios within their facilities the afl clubs yeah. because they're so good from a fitness and injury rehab and all those sorts of things so yeah over kind of okay it's been around for 11 or 12 years now i get confused with covid years i think 12. yeah <laughs> um so it's definitely come a long way from what it was and there's a lot of new owners that are now as young as me as doing kind of the same things yeah. I am so it's not as strange when I first entered in I was definitely on the younger side and generally speaking being a female you are kind of people doubt you yeah. just naturally mm. especially yeah. when there's you know older men in the room that go Absolutely. what do you know type yeah. vibe um, but yeah it's definitely improved and yeah, as a student had success it's easier to be Oh, as soon yeah. as they've Respected. seen what you're doing, I think it's hard not yeah. to take you seriously anyway. Exactly. exactly. How did you go about like finding your niche in your market? Because I guess there are quite a few KX studios around. Mm. Um, like for me, like F45, there are a lot yeah. of F45s. And so you kind of had to find your market and the people that you're trying to bring in. How did you go about, I guess, not not only marketing to those people, but bringing those people in and keep getting them to stay? Yeah. Have you found that difficult to find? Did you find it difficult to find that niche of people that you were trying to promote to? I wouldn't say difficult to find. Um, it's interesting, Frankston and Moynihan are two very different studios. Obviously, people that know kind of Moynihan potentials a bit further down, it does tend to be a wealthier area. It's where people go to retire, so it's a slightly older clientele. Um, Frankston is starting to have a boom, people buying houses, families and those yep. sort of things. 
so it's the hardest thing was targeting two different groups of people and Mm -hmm. having to do two sets of work which obviously as two studios you'd expect (laughs) but you have to kind of think two very different ways to what you're targeting for two very different studios um we're lucky in the sense that because the areas are booming there's not a whole lot of other things down there so if we can get our name out and get recognized that's the place they come to they hear about pilates where the pilates studios down the peninsula so that's definitely easy in that sense and mornington's been there for eight years seven or eight years now so we've only owned it for coming up on four um but it's been there yeah three or four years before we took over it so that's got a pretty strong presence building the presence of frankston was an interesting one uh, it was just a lot of getting into the community getting it out there getting people to know where we are but we still have people to this day go oh wow i didn't realize you were there and the studio's been there for coming up on three years so it wasn't a hard challenge you just have to think differently okay. about it that's really that's a like, good point because you'd think it's like the same business two different spots but it's like a very different yeah 15 minutes yeah. down the road very different isn't that crazy communities and it's cool because my trainers all work across both that's just part of my requirement so that we don't have a yeah. one team and then the other team kind of against each other but even they say it's very different teaching at different studios not for a fitness level not from a you know anything specific but just the vibe mm. is different in two different environments right so yeah. I guess that's kind of been not a um, obstacle to overcome but I guess a learning I guess what's like the toughest setback that you've had and let's put COVID aside because mm. let's be honest we're all kind of sick of talking about COVID <laughs> I know de- I definitely am and whilst mm. it still is a huge impact it's probably been the biggest impact on any business yeah. there has oh, been absolutely. Um, what I guess have you found to be the biggest setback and how have you if you have or maybe you haven't yet overcome mm. it there's two I'd probably say from a business point of view staffing's a hard one because people's life change and so at one point you know pregnant going on holidays mm. having to change hours for school or for uni and then you've lost a whole bulk of shifts um because our girls always work the same shifts every week if you lose a bulk of them it's quite hard and part of being a kx trainer you have to do a six-week academy so it's not like i can just hire someone off the street and right. say oh, okay. come in you're gonna work mondays and thursdays they have to go through that six-week process you have to hire them so that's been stressful a couple of times doing 30-hour teaching weeks and those sort of things. Um, but I've learned that to be constantly hiring and the best way to do that is to hire within people that are clients of your studio. So people that do Pilates, fall in love with the workout, go and do their qualification and say, hey, I want to come and work for you. Mm, I think I've um, seen quite a few people do that. Yeah, yeah, so most of my trainers now are clients. There'll be the odd one or two that have approached me via an email being like, yeah, hey, I want to work for you type thing. But most of clients that fall in love with it then go, hey, this is a cool thing. I want to change my life and work around this. Yeah, and again, that's following your passion. And exactly. then that's you. Franchise. Like, that's a person you've inspired. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. And that's, yeah, that was definitely a setback at the start. Just learning and learning that things cycle and things change for other people and having to be on top of that. Um, then I had a personal setback that affected the... Um, <laughs> business i ruptured me my acl <laughs> just a minor um, so we were gonna go to worlds in 2020 and cat decided yeah to rupture her acl in october november two, november two weeks before nationals because you know why not worlds bid why um, and just to keep six it months out from worlds cat ruptured her acl but i mean come back greater than setback absolutely She's a world champion as we're for the best but i wasn't prepared this sounds so silly wasn't prepared for something to go wrong. So when I was wiped out for a month and a half, not being able to work, you know, even just the two weeks when I did my knee had surgery and I was really down and didn't want the to be involved in anything, 
I still had a business that needed to function and I hadn't taught people how to do that because that was my job. Mm. So that was something that had to, you know, kind of learn on the feet and work really hard around. I've got an amazing admin girl, one of my head trainers now, who I've taught these things to. So when I go to Worlds, for example, she can actually do the job. And how did you go letting go of that control? Because I know personally, I'm a mm. control freak. I yep. won't even let oh. Matt steer the trolley at oh, yeah. or Oh yeah, I'm like, I'm terrible. I hate the word highly strung, but I'm oh, I'm highly strung. I'm absolutely and I'm a highly strung. So I'd love to know yeah. how how did you go about? I guess handling letting someone else take the reins or even just I guess teaching them it was and knowing it may be done differently trust and you not micromanaging but sitting around the first few times she did to make sure that she was doing it kind of the way I spoke to her about but I gave it to someone who wanted that responsibility like this girl she's legend um she loves a chat so her give her a shout out yeah, Amy, Amy King just <laughs> she's listening absolute legend <laughs> she, she will she will don't worry she'll absolutely listen um <laughs> She loves a chat. So it was perfect for me to be like, hey, you can do all the first visit calls that take me hours on end to do mm. that aren't super productive for me to be doing because I don't need to talk to every single person. There are bigger business pitches for me to work on. But she loves to call them and see how they're going and talk to them and stuff. So it was learning what I could happily give over strengths, without yeah. stressing out and what I was like, no, I need to have okay, responsibility yeah, for do that. So the yeah. things in the studio, I don't need to be changing the little motivational quote board every week. I like it because I like saying what's on it. That I don't need to be doing it. It doesn't make the business any better from me doing it, me working on marketing or growth things for the business, make the business better. So it's kind of learning what you can let go of and something that's done a little bit differently. It doesn't matter if it's done a little bit differently. Mm. Like that's the way you like it done. But if it's still coming to the same end outcome, whatever way it's done is fine. It's fantastic. Mm, that is a really good thing to take on board. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take that straight <laughs> on board. Get ready at 45. <laughs> it may actually let someone else do something. No, I'm kidding. I'm not kidding, but anyway. <laughs> um, another question I guess we had for you was what do people most misunderstand about not just your business but your life? And, you know, you are a really busy person. You mm. coach elite cheerleading teams. You own mm. a business. You coach Pilates. You train Yes. Like you're on two cheerlead, elite cheerleading yes. teams, plus you exercise, plus you run. Yeah. Mate, need I, need I do you do it you all? Okay? Actually, now that I think about it, <laughs> physically. I, well, I say this a lot. I've been doing this busy lifestyle since I was probably about 15, 16 years old. So I did rowing in high school, which is what I credit for my ability to get up in the morning and <laughs> get things done. So you just have to get yeah. up, you know, 4.35, go row, go to school. Um, and I always did sport, always did cheer. So after school, like I was that kid that would do maths exams in the car on the way from school to training because yeah. that's the only time I could get it done. And so I've always been operating at that level. So it's not strained for my body. It's weirder for my body to sit down and have time off. I don't know mm. how to relax. Oh, is- worse, worse <laughs> relaxer. My idea of relaxing Sounds is familiar. going for a run, going for a walk, yeah. doing... I can't not do things. They're sitting there twitching. I'm literally... <laughs> my, I have not stopped twitching. minutes and Beck's yeah. already like... I've been off work for the last week because I can't go back because, you know, like COVID and all that. And I, I'm like, yeah. what do people do, do with free Every time? Every time I was in lockdown, what do you... I just like... And then you it? try to do all the tasks, but then you leave nothing for tomorrow. So then you wake up the next That's day like, well, there's nothing uh, left to do. So, so many people enjoy not but, working. I'm like, I, I could know. never... And I fully no. respect, like, people who oh, can just take a day and relax. I'm like, I'm one to be able to do that when I quit wake cheer. up and I have to get out of bed I can't like if, right. I, if I'm awake laying in bed I'm like I'm lazy I'm lazy I'm like I'm like just we have nothing to do but I have to get out of bed <laughs> as soon as I'm awake I'm like okay what's, what are we yeah. doing like it's just can you yeah. imagine yeah. having Sundays 
No, well, I've actually got one day off this year. Yeah, I actually wow. have all of Monday off. So <laughs> Crazy I, I, I have no coaching on Monday night and no work on Monday morning. <laughs> it's absolutely wild. Don't know how long that will last, <laughs> but we're going to try having one Let's day off. Let's take something off. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But yeah, so, it's having, being used to that lifestyle. I think misunderstanding people, there's two kind of things. I work with <laughs> hours. So I start at, you know, get up at five to teach in the morning do all my admin stuff, have the middle of the day off, and then I'll start again at kind of four and go till mm. 10 with coaching. All in all, it's probably about 45, 50 hour work week. So it's not that crazy, but I'm like doing different hours to what people think. So they think that I'm going from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m., but I'm not. I have the break it's, that you have between yeah, six and 10, okay. between 12 and four. Um, but also, I think people misunderstand that you can't just put it down and pick it up. So I always need to be on for the business. If I'm going on holiday and it's scheduled and it's structured and I'm passing responsibility on to someone else, it's a bit different, but I can't just not do this right now. If something needs to be done for the business or if I need to go cover a shift, it is my studio. Mm. So it's not like when you're an employee that you can just do, say, oh, sorry, I'm not coming in today, I'm sick or I've got this on or I've got... If someone can't do that, I'm the person that's taking on that responsibility. So I think the fact that people just go, oh, yeah, but you, can you just not do that tomorrow or can you just leave that now, put your phone down, like all these sorts of things. It needs to be done. Yeah. And now, I guess a not... lot of people our age, like, you know, in their early to mid-20s, yeah. usually have either a full-time job, a part-time job or a casual job yeah. where they have those off hours or mm. they don't have that responsibility of if somebody is sick, they don't, they're not the immediate mm. go-to to take over that shift or... To even it's like sleeping with it. my phone on because if someone calls me at five in the morning and says the key won't work, the alarm won't turn off, any mm. of those sorts of things, I'm the one that has to, uh, you know, other people can delegate, I can hey, can you go and do this or can you cover this shift or any of those sort of things. But I've woken up a few times, you know, five, six in the morning, hey, I know you're teaching this morning, but it happened on Wednesday, but I can't come in for my nine o'clock shift. So then arranging someone to do that and those sort of things. Whereas if I didn't answer those calls from my staff, also it leaves them alone and I want yeah. to be able to support them and help them. But then there'd be no one to rock up for the classes, who texts the clients, who does all those sorts of things. So it's, yeah, knowing that that needs to be done and not just left on the side. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of delegating. A lot of delegating. A lot of responsibility. You get good at it. Big girl A lot teams. of organisation. <laughs> um, and I guess the last thing we want to get into is thing a little bit, I guess we're straying away a bit from just the business side mm -hmm. and things about chaos and that yeah. we kind of want to delve into i guess relationships and balancing that and the pressure of having two, not two different lives but mm. marriage between mm. a relationship and your business well you've talked about how you like fit in all of your work stuff but what yeah. about like you know social things and yeah that, yeah there's a couple of things from like a social friends point of view it's quite easy because majority of my friends are at GIA. <laughs> so it's like that time that I'm either coaching or training, that is social time that I spend with my friends. And if I wasn't at GIA, it's those same friends I'd be seeing in that same block of social time. Yeah. So from that point of view, it's not too challenging. Um, in terms of relationships, it can more so just be hard for people to understand the schedule and how my life works. Um, and people can get a bit frustrated if they're like, well, why can't you take time off? Why can't you do this if they don't understand that? Um, something I've struggled with a lot is feeling quite, I said the word advanced in a couple of areas of my life, but then in the relationship part, feeling a bit behind. We discussed this when yeah. Pat bought a house. I guess you weren't having a dilemma, but you kind of were about, 
I've come so far in this yeah. aspect of my life and I don't have a partner yeah. to match up to that. I feel like I've either neglected one part of my life or I don't feel complete. Even though we were trying to tell you like, you it's don't fine. need a yeah. partner don't to have a house. Yeah. Or like, yeah. You know, so yeah. talk us through a little bit about that because I guess there is a lot of pressure on women. Yeah. And Beck and I talk about this, about yeah. having, having a partner, like yeah. boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever I know, it is. Like, you know, you do the whole thing, you come home from the holidays. I feel like the first question is like, you know, do you have a boyfriend? You know, what's how's your love yeah. life? I mean, for me personally, I get that every single yeah. time, and it's sort of like, how it's do not you? Most other things. It's not the it's most like, important thing. Yeah, yeah. I think it was hard because I've been so happy being independent. I have no issues. Like I've had boyfriends over the years and those sort of things, but I'm happy being a business owner, being a homeowner. Like that wasn't an issue. But then it kind of got to a point where I had the house, I had the two businesses. There are, of course, other goals and things there. We'd won worlds, and it's kind <laughs> of a bit of okay. So I'm, I've done all these things I want to do in this department, but the relationship level kind of doesn't match up to where I am with the rest of my life. Uh, obviously, had being 25, a couple of the girls I went to uni with, and those sort of things, starting to get engaged, and mm. all of you know, it's that time you know, when engaged, it's like, <laughs> pregnant, everyone's pops up, doing all the those things. Sort of things. It's kind of like, wow, I'm so proud of myself for all these things, but you can't help but feel like that part is behind you, especially because there's so much pressure, you know. Generally, when people do buy houses, it is with a partner. It's not on their own, especially mm. at 25. Um, so it's all good was... and well for people to be like, oh, it's amazing that you bought it by yourself. Yeah. But you always have that inner insecurity about what... should it have been with exactly. someone else. Exactly, and like, yeah. you want it with someone else. And at the end of the day, like, I'm not sad that I've done all these things and haven't you know, had a boyfriend for X amount of time. But it's more so just you battle with yourself in the sense of, yeah. well, I'm so done all these things and I've accomplished all of this, so why am I still struggling with this mm-hmm. part, I feel like if I'm doing this, if you tick those boxes, generally you should be ticking the relationship box as well. Yeah, I guess because there's a the expectation is that yeah, comes yeah. first. Yeah, almost like it's reminding really this, prioritize yeah. relationships, yeah. and it's almost the opposite with you. You prioritize your career and in both sport and yeah. business. It's it's strange to see it come from the other side. It's in, yeah. not, not in a bad way, but yeah. it's no, almost it's different. Opposite, it's a different priority. Which means you haven't got as many things to relate to, I guess. Yeah, I think it's different having people have different schedules. So, mm. for example, my boyfriend now is an F45 trainer. So his hours no. make sense with my hours and he kind of gets that. But people that have nine to five jobs, that's really a struggle because mm. my free hours are not their free hours. And I prioritize, you know, the biggest priority is being cheer because of worlds and you know wanting to win and all those sorts of things and being dedicated in it for so long and then kind of business and then it was personal relationships were kind of third fourth on that ladder which is fine but now you're having to now figure out how to balance yeah, that which is on the top level like getting that's just your next better. challenge yeah next challenge <laughs> next time and I'm getting better at it you know having a whole day off wow mm, but wow. yeah I think that was a really big thing I struggled with I think ISO probably didn't help yeah as sure. well because you feel more like you see people with their partners and doing all oh, these things absolutely. and so then being yeah. home by yourself you're like this is so fun especially living by yourself yeah so, yeah yeah well how exciting you have a boyfriend <laughs> yes yes yeah. all the things coming together all the things it's happening now it's all happening but yes it's the thing about don't stress you know but, i hated it everyone's like it'll happen when it's meant to happen and you're like oh yeah whatever and then but it did but it, does. <laughs> it always Trust does the process yes i guess exactly that's, i feel like that's a big thing that i guess you've talked 
talked about today mm. not only trusting the process in your business but in life and yeah and if things you, will always work out if you're doing what you love you're saying like you know yeah. find the passion first yeah. that's what's way more important than going i need this it's like no no no. i'm gonna do yeah. what i do love what, and what i'm love good at and, and this from will there. come and i guess yeah. don't expect to receive things from things that you're not giving the right energy exactly. and, and putting in hard work like at the end of the day is hard work mm. and you are the definition I of hard work love my life <laughs> but it's hard work but it's mm. what i want to be doing so i'm happy to put in the work. the work like it's yeah. worth the work every single time i do it all over again both from a cheer point of view and a business point of view because i love it mm-hmm. but if i didn't have that love getting up at 5 a.m. in the middle of winter would not be happening. Yeah. Staying at train till 11 p.m. on a Thursday night <laughs> with a 4.45 a.m. alarm on a Friday morning would not be happening. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, I think it's all about doing what you're passionate about and wanting to make a difference in whatever way, whether it's mm. to people's lives, to your life, whatever it is, but having that drive to do something, I think is the most important. I love that. I love wow, that. Wow, that really came too. to a great conclusion. <laughs> This is what happens when we kind of just go into we it organically. We accidentally wrap it up. Exactly. In Cat. a way, we didn't know. We but. never thought this was going to happen. But <laughs> I love it. Great way to end, Cat. You can come <laughs> back. You can remember, you're the jingle and you're the outro. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll be <laughs> waiting for those. <laughs> keep, keep, stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned, guys. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Cat. It's been amazing I'm feeling inspired thanks for having me this is so exciting let's start a business I like yeah dead set I'm feeling ready and it you spoke so beautifully and I like I said feel inspired I also feel like not inspired to start a business but to do better within my own life so let's put in the work Mm. 2020 put in the work thanks how are you friends I've had so much fun it was very exciting when I got the message back from the chat I was like yes (laughs) first guest speaker (laughs) (laughs) alright well leave it there leave it there thanks guys (laughs)